treat everyone you meet like the doorkeeper to your destiny, and eventually, you'll be right. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Our special guest today is Dr. Chris Hill. Dr. Hill has served as a megachurch planter, a multi-million dollar business entrepreneur, a best-selling author, a Bible school professor, and a church growth consultant. To date, over 10 million souls have heard and proclaimed the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ in live settings. That's not to mention over 100 million people who have heard him share this message of hope over various media outlets, both sacred and secular, in over 200 nations. Dr. Hill is an absolutely dynamic leader. We had an incredible interview. Let's go ahead and jump in. Our special guest today is Dr. Chris Hill. Dr. Hill, welcome to Transformational Truths. We're really honored to have you today, sir. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, we're excited you're here. Uh, today's Transformational Truth is this. Treat everyone you meet like the doorkeeper to your destiny, and eventually you'll be right. And we're talking about the principle of honor and relationships. Because the reality is that every relationship has kingdom potential. And when we pass on relationship, we actually pass on the opportunity to step into destiny. Honor in relationships can result in open doors, but a lack of honor can produce closed doors. And today, helping us unpack this idea is someone who can speak with tremendous authority to this particular transformational truth. Uh, Dr. Hill, I've watched you operate in a spirit of honor as a leader that is arguably second to none. I've, I've watched you honor those walking behind you, those walking next to you, and those who are walking in front of you. And you've modeled for so many the importance of kingdom relationship. Will you take a few minutes and talk to our listeners about the power of honor in relationships? Well, first of all, I want to again thank you for having me on. This is uh, I love to talk about principles that have saved my life, that mm -hmm. have been the the light guiding lights and the paving stones to what modicum of success we've achieved in, and just really to get to share. And honor is 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 a critical key to unlocking your destiny and the people around you, honoring mm. your leaders, the people that are above you, honoring your friends, you know, the people that are on your level and having horizontal relationships that are honoring, and then honoring your sons, daughters, those that are following you, that are you're discipling or pouring into. I, I feel like that honor is the currency of the kingdom. And so often we are bankrupt, not because we don't have financial resource, but because we have nothing in our honor bank. Uh, this kind of individualized society calls us to be people 
that promote ourselves, you know, that right. pass out cars and right. rock our wares and me, me, me. It's it's a it's a selfie generation. Right. And right. uh and there's nothing wrong with a selfie, but you know, good God, we have to decide that we're gonna be people of honor because I love what you said that each person that you made is a doorkeeper to your destiny. And that's the story of my life. Mm. I, I, you know, I'm thinking about, I, I have the privilege of sitting on the board of a hundred million dollar corporation. And, and someone asked me, how'd you get on the board? You know, <laughs> how does a preacher get on the board right. of a corporation? Right. Okay. And, and I, I got on a plane. I, I was on a plane. I live on planes, it seems, at least before post, you know, pre-pandemic. We were on right. planes every three days. And uh, an older gentleman sat down next to me and we started up a conversation. I not, I not knowing that this gentleman was the president of this corporation. Um, and we, we flew out of uh, Raleigh-Durham International Airport. By the time we landed in, back home here in Denver, I was on the board of directors. You wow. know, and, and it was just from a conversation, from a conversation, just from, you know, not living within my own bubble and daring to, to step out. And uh, who knew? And this, this gentleman has become a fantastic mentor to me. He's a... Uh, mm. You know, he's almost 80 years old, still rocking and rolling, riding wow. his Harley. And uh, he speaks to a whole nother uh, season of my life that I'm not yet in, and then has exposed me to uh, a level of thinking as it relates to business that I just don't know anybody who swims in those waters. And, wow. uh, but it was just, and then, I mean, that's, that's in, in business, but I mean, just the, the countless number of young men and women that we've had the opportunity to, you know, people who were drivers, people who were picking me up from the airport, right. you know, and engaging in conversation. I, I, young man picked me up. I was in Virginia Beach and he picked me up from the airport. And, uh, you know, he's just supposed to take me to the airport. I'm a man, like, show me your city. <laughs> show me where we we're at. Let's right. go get a cup of coffee. Let's talk, you know. And you, you just never know this kid's going to turn out to be Carl Lentz, you know. You wow. don't know <laughs> that, that he's going to be one of the most impactful people of his generation. But if you just take that time to consider that Joseph is in prison and he's still interpreting dreams. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, 50% of the dreams he interpreted Dies. <laughs> okay, you know the baker didn't make it, man. He didn't make it. You know, <laughs> you know, just to wax biblical just for a moment, right? You know that baker's dream was not a very positive outcome. Yeah, and no, he was man. dead. But yeah. that butler, okay, that butler though, that butler was one that ushered him into the presence of the king. And you just never know whether you're talking to a baker or a butler, and it's important to operate in your gifting, operate in, your, in the grace that's on you at whatever level you're on. Wow. 
uh, Chris, you said a couple of things I want to recap for our listeners. You're already dropping some transformational truths of your own. You said honor is the currency of the kingdom. And then you said sometimes we're bankrupt, not because we have no money in the bank, but because we have no honor in the bank. Come on. Uh, Man, that is a profound truth that I hope all of our listeners grab a hold to. In your own example, you're on an airplane, you're sitting next to somebody you don't know, you have never met. In a spirit of honor, you just begin to build a relationship, you begin to speak to this person. By the time you get off the plane, you're on the board of a hundred million dollar corporation because you leaned into the moment. What is at stake, Chris, when we miss the moment? When you think about it, Jesus sat at a well through lunchtime in a strange town mm-hmm. in the middle of Middle Eastern heat <laughs> right. at noon to make sure he didn't miss a moment mm. with the woman at the well. Uh, I feel like we have uh, a tendency to miss opportunities because we're so busy doing work that we miss ministry. Oh, that's so good. By the time the disciples came back to the well, Jesus said, I have meat you have not, you know, not of." Mm-hmm. He said, he's so full of the moment that he's just had with this woman which will facilitate him being able to evangelize that city without having to violate, um, you know, the Judaic law of the time. He is right. actually using an, an indigenous person from that society wow. to accomplish his mission from a conversation, from an encounter, um, and so often I just think we're so busy that we, we miss the chance to, to connect with our barista. We miss the right. chance to connect with our dry cleaner. Uh, we miss the chance to connect with our banker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I came to Denver and, and uh, I, I was sent to Denver to plant a church with it, with my plant team was me okay <laughs> they sent me to denver <laughs> with me <laughs> and with me and i right. packed up my family from dallas texas and moved here uh and hit the ground and to try and save a dying a dying mega church and with the help of the lord god helped us to do that um but i remember i i went to meet my banker once i got in um, once I got into the position, um, you know, the bank I went to cash our first offering check at, um, you know, praise God, <laughs> they honored the check uh, <laughs> on a brand new, you know, a brand new church with no name. It was, you know, so right. so I made friends with my banker. And I, you know, I didn't have no money yet. So I just took him for a cup of coffee and said, I want you to know me because one day I'm going to have to come to you and ask you for an impossible loan. Uh, (laughs) And I need you to know that I'm not crazy. And 
So we just built a relationship. Okay, let's go get a cup of coffee once a quarter and, you know, and review what's going on in our giving. And, and mm. it, it, it was so that three years after that first meeting, I was able to sit down with him and they gave me a loan that was impossible. Wow. Most 501c3s had to be in existence at least five years in order to get this kind of loan to happen. He gave it to me in three and a half. Wow. And, but, but that's co completely from just honoring the relationship right. and not, um, you know, not trying to, I think it was uh, somebody said, we want to, uh, we want to make, we want to make friends, not contacts. We, mm -hmm. we want to, to connect that if honor is the currency of the kingdom and I believe it is. Okay. I believe that honor and loyalty walk together. Um, and if you put honor in the bank, one of these days, those relationships, the people whose lives you've touched, yeah. the people who who have looked beyond the looked beyond the mask of of the of the of of the pulpit right. and peered into the reality of who you are. Um, when it comes to fruition, it's quite incredible, hmm. and I think it honors the Lord. Wow, wow, that is absolutely powerful stuff. Um, Chris, for our listeners, what would you identify, uh, two, maybe three of the most important attributes of honor in relationships that maybe leaders need to exercise for our listeners? We want them to be able to walk away and say, okay, here's some attributes that, that maybe I need to focus on. Maybe I need to work on these in, in my relationships. What's a couple of things that you would say right now? Hey, Hey, leaders, here's something that you need to exercise in your life in the realm of honor? Well, for me, it's, it's because I see three levels to honor. I mm. see up, I see level or even across, and then I see down. So with my up relationships, I want to honor my fathers and mothers in ministry. I want to honor my fathers and mothers in industry. I want to honor whatever sphere of influence that you're in. It, it's just so important. And that can be, you know, everything is different. It could be as small as, uh, you know, a phone call. It can be, uh, uh, you know, my pastor was preaching and, you know, I got to watch him on, on uh, you know, the social media, whatever you call these things now. And just to send a text and say, doctor, <laughs> you know, that was a word, the ship, the ship. Right. Okay. Uh, and just, just to say tremendous. Um, and you know, it's not the, the, the higher your, your, that up leader is they're busy, but, right. the, but just to have a positive word in, and encouragement. We all know, all of us who are in leadership, we know that very often all you ever hear is negative and right. bad. <laughs> and, That's right. And, uh, and, you know, we got trolls <laughs> and we got people, we have critics. And and so just to encourage us to send, send, a, send a bouquet of flowers to your spiritual mother on her birthday, you know, make her smile. Um, mm. And, and just, just, 
things that would uh, would encourage their hearts to continue because they're the ones that pray and fast and are form the spiritual canopy that protects the calls of God that are beneath them. And wow. so I, I love honoring up. I love talking about them. I love bigging them up, as they say in the islands. I love uh, encouraging. Them up. Yeah, we got to big them up, okay? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about my pastor. I might punch you in the face, okay? I just might. I'll repent yeah. later. And I'm clergy, so I can forgive myself. <laughs> okay, um, and and, and it, it it's like that because because I need my pastor. I need my pastor. I I don't need much of nothing, but I need my man of God. I need my woman of God. Mm. Okay, and I I feel like we've lost that in the Christian church. The yes. social media has made us these all very effective critics of yes. people that do things that we don't know how to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um and particularly if I sense that someone is operating in an anointing, um, I'm very honoring of people who are anointed. And I mean we're losing, you know, one of our businesses, we do consult business for churches. And seventeen hundred pastors are leaving the pulpit each month. Wow. It, many of them to never return. Wow. And I I think a lot of that is that they're they're dishonored hmm. in a position that they're biblically we're required to double honor. Wow. Okay. So when you feel dishonored in something that Jesus said through the Apostle Paul that we were supposed to double honor, that's what it takes to, to keep that kind of gift wow. in place. Wow. Is it requires double honor. And in the society where it's my cat, my dog, my pastor, um, you know, and, and in a society where, where people don't honor people who operate within the spirit we so often lose those hmm. gifts and when they're gone baby they're gone wow. and and we're the ones who are it's so sad because it's it's the church that suffers it's the church that suffers hmm. you, you see uh, ahab is trying to kill elijah and so he lord puts him in a cave by a, by a, a stream and has ravens feed him Okay, right. he he's fine. <laughs> right, right, right. God right. will send a raven to feed the prophet. Right. Uh, but everybody else is hungry. Wow. <laughs> Thirsty. Because by threatening, by not honoring that prophetic gift, the city lost the benefit of being connected to Elijah. And, wow. And so I, I feel it is really important to honor, and we can do that with gifts and I mean, wow. I do, I've done that on every level, every level, you know, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's just cufflinks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all I yeah. Afford. And just, just something, you know, flowers, uh, uh, a good morning, you know. Right. It's, it's, it, but honor is important. Then the next level, that is, and I really fear for this because I see so many leaders who have no friends, hmm. who have no friends that, ministry can become the 
the loneliest place in the world because you're surrounded by people who you really can't tell them what you're going through. Wow. Because they're both your clients and your finances. <laughs> wow. So uh, I've been blessed with some incredible friendships that are peer to peer that are and and uh because i realized and recognized that uh, going back to elijah it was the prescription that god gave elijah in the cave was was that added another 20 years of ministry to him was that he needed he needed a friend mm. that elisha was the cure to his malaise Wow. The cure to his depression was friendship, mm. was committed connection where he would honor somebody who would one day occupy his room. Wow. And, <laughs> and that added so 20 good. years. That's it so added good. 20 years. He's ready to die. And I've seen so many leaders who are just, they live on the island of leadership, isolated, alone. And they just don't have anybody who they can call to say, Man, you know, this pandemic, are you serious? <laughs> right. How right. are we going to lead worship with masks on? You know, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I went to preach this weekend the first time in like five months I preached live, um, except at a funeral. And, you know, they had the thermometer thing to zap you. Right. Check right. your temperature. And, and they we had to log in and. And I was thankful for all of it before I got up, you know, uh, it's, it was a black church. So in black churches, we have nurses, you know, we have, we have, uh, we have like, uh, uh, you know, special armor bearers, and, yeah. but this is, and it, I used to laugh at it because they used to wear white and, you know, and right. they had all nurses uniforms when I was growing up for the church. Yeah. Young people won't believe this, but I mean, we have yeah. returned. <laughs> <laughs> Those churches were right, okay? Um, they checked my temperature. They they sanitized my microphone before I got, I was so, ever so appreciative, um, <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, it, it's just the importance of having someone you can laugh with yeah. and honoring that relationship. Jump on a plane and go have a cup of coffee, jump, drive a couple of hours and go see a new building and build, build relationship. That is even so many leaders are very good up and they're very good down, but they have no friends. Wow. They have no friends. Everybody wow. that they're, they're either being poured into or they're being pouring, yeah. they're pouring down, yeah. but they don't pour across. That's right. And the secret to Jesus' ministry was he sent them two by two. Mm. Is he sent them in connection and in covenant. And wow. they were impactful that Paul honored Barnabas and Barnabas honored Paul. Wow. Okay. They didn't have the same gift. They didn't have the same gift, or but they right. had relationship. And right. when once they split up to, to mentor down, Paul hooked up with Silas and flipped the world upside down. But mm. it was always done within the conjunction 
of friendship. Yeah. Look how Jesus calls his disciples. Is there already, many of them are fishermen, and they're already in partnership. They're already in friendship. They're already mm. um, connected, many of them by blood. Wow, and so I, I think it's it's really, really important. And lastly, is those honoring down is we have to we have to consciously honor the gifts that are coming behind us mm. and and not abuse them, honor them. Right. You know, not uh, this is not some hazing society where That's right. we're going to make it real hard on the people coming. Right. Oh, heck no, right. no I, I want my I want the sons and daughters that follow me in, in ministry, in industry, in business to have an easier go of it. And, right. and to facilitate them coming into their calling and and their kingdom positioning. Uh, I think it, it's so important that we honor those relationships, that we, we talk, speak well of them and, and yeah. uh, you know, and uh, make it make it easier for them to come into the call of God on their life. Yeah. Honor is the key. Honor yeah. is just the key. Yeah, you you said so many important things there. I think um, our listeners are going <clears> to <throat> have to go back and re-listen to the last few minutes. Um, you, you've mentioned um, loyalty, you've mentioned encouragement, you've mentioned practical ways of honoring in different mm -hmm. directions, um, which is a perfect segue to my next question, especially when you're talking mm -hmm. about honoring those who are following us they can oftentimes feel hurt because, you know, eventually we all get hurt. Um, yeah. Dr. Hill, how do we, how do we navigate honoring others when the people we need to honor might also be the very ones that have hurt us? Right. That's one of the greatest challenges I, I, I've stared at this Bible now um, for 45 years, hmm. okay? And I've been preaching since I was a little boy and ordained in my teens and, you know, millions and millions of souls and uh, crisscrossed the earth three times. Hmm. And I'm still staring at this book where Jesus is washing Judas's feet yeah and i'm still confounded yeah by the level of honor that jesus bestows on judas mm. having full knowledge of his betrayal having all knowledge of the future the past yeah. and the present he yeah. still washes his feet wow and i feel like honor requires that you wash judas's feet Mm. That sometimes you have to honor people that you know are going to dishonor you. Wow. Because it's not a question of them. It's a question of you. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, you know, I have some crazy friends in and out mm. of the kingdom. And so, <laughs> you know, some of my friends do some crazy stuff and, you know, people, People think they're smart, so they'll call me and say, how can you be seen with that person, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I said, it, it's not a question of what they did. It's a question of who I am. 
Right. It, you know, it, it's not a question of whether they're crazy or not. It's a question of, am I a decent friend to have? Uh, right, I, right. When I see these, these, these people who just abandon people and right. just walk away, you know, um, I, I just don't see that in the Bible. They come to Jesus with the woman who's caught in adultery. Um, she's been caught in a dishonorable situation, and yet he does not honor her sin, but he honors her personhood right. and says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He's not winking at her sin, right, but he's right. honoring her as a human, as a daughter of the kingdom. I think hmm. it's really, really important that we we honor in spite of. Now, it, is that easy? Chris, would you have been able to, to watch Judas' speak? Probably not. Right, Having all right. foreknowledge of his betrayal, I probably would have slapped him every day for three and a half years. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. For at least for three years. He's like, why you right. slap me? You right. will find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but Jesus is holding the bar up high for us so that we, we have to adhere to um, honoring uh, a, a community that has hurt your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Burying a leader that has betrayed you, um, being there for them. I think that's where we have to turn the other cheek, I think. And then moreover, you know, I, I deal with a lot, because we deal with so many different churches and church leaders, is very often one a leader will be hurt by one person, but make everybody else coming later behind that person pay the price for that yeah, betrayal, that's right. Yeah, you know? And so they, they had one person split their church, and so they won't ordain nobody no more, and they're not going to teach right. anybody anymore. And and I've been in all, I've been in I've been in both sides of the equation. So getting to the place where you decide that I'm not going to break spiritual principle simply because my heart is broken. Mm. Wow. That. I'm going to I'm going to follow through on the principle of honor and follow through on the principle of loyalty, even when I've experienced disloyalty, because the reality, Pastor, is that none of us are perfect. Right. And all of us are going to require grace. Only dispenses to us the grace that we have given to others many of us are in real trouble. Mm. Wow. Okay. So wow. I, I want to be a gracious person. I want to be a forgiving person because I'm going to need that grace. I'm going to need that forgiveness. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to need it to come like a boomerang in Australia and come back and hit me in the back of my head. I need that to go out and return. Right. Uh, because it's a, you know, I love what Brian Houston says. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a it's a long walk. You know, it's a long walk, and while you're walking this walk, you want to you want to reap the the rewards of what you have sown. Wow. You said uh, something I want to repeat for our listeners. That's super important. You said, "I'm not going to break spiritual principles because my heart is broken." Yes, and sir. that is a significant truth. I think we all 
need the Holy Spirit's help to um, embrace. Because I think at the end of the day, um, Chris, the decision we have to make is not whether or not we think the other person's uh, acting honorably, but whether or not honor is our standard. Yes, sir. Um, so, Dr. Hill, for, for someone that is listening uh, and, and maybe, you know, maybe they burn some relational bridges or, or perhaps uh, they've been hurt, as you mentioned, and they've kind of gone into safe mode um, and they're afraid to try to build relationships again or, or uh, be vulnerable again. Um, what encouragement would you offer to that person who's listening right now? Well, sometimes when you burned a, a bridge, um, if you can, try to repair it. Mm. If you can, try to try to repair it. I really, uh, I try not to burn bridges because you never know when you might have to go backwards. Right. And and I try not to. And in those cases where some bridges have been burned, I'll try to reach out to the person. Sometimes they're dead. Sometimes uh, they're, you know, it, or it was such a bad burn that there's no way to restore it. The Bible says that as much as it lieth within me, okay, mm. I'm to live at peace with all men. Right. The Lord is coming. Okay. The Lord is nigh. Um, mm. So I, I, I encourage people to, to make the attempt, um, to make the attempt. Sometimes that will be rebuffed, that right. will be rejected, or the person has already gone on to their reward. And and in those cases, I I say, well, um, I'm going to do better with the next one. I I I can't fix that, but the next person that is in that position of mm -hmm. honor is going to receive a double portion of what I messed up with. Okay. Mm. Um, is Paul, uh, <laughs> Paul, uh, teaches us to, to that honor is spreadable. He says, he says to owner Simus, uh, you know, give this guy uh, the honor you would give to me. Mm. And, and I, I think sometimes that's what we have to do is I can't, I can't fix yesterday, but that's I can good. fix tomorrow. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I can't fix, change the past or rewrite the narrative of my history, but I can change the narrative of my destiny. And, and that's making the positive steps to, to do better in the future. Mm. Um, and, and, and in the cases where you've been burned, and I, I love what you call it, safe mode. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of airplane mode on my phone. Right. Is, uh, they, they always have you put your phone in airplane mode. The problem with airplane mode is you can't receive anything. Right. Um, oh, that's when good. You sh <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, you're protected, yeah. but you're not receiving. Hmm. And so many people build walls to protect themselves and the walls that they built to protect themselves become the coffin in which they die in because hmm. we need, we need relationship. And so I want to encourage people uh, to try again that, that particularly I watch uh, the Gen X, Gen X leaders um, have built bunkers, you know, 
they were hurt. Many of them were hurt by the the boomers, and yeah. so they just built bunkers, uh, and and they operate very well within the confines of their bunkers. But it, the the challenge is to see those walls not just as walls that you built to protect you, but they're they're walls that will hold you in from your destiny, hmm. and to realize that you're stronger than you were, that you know. no one can deter you from the destiny of God. And if Jesus could forgive the whole world, I can forgive some people (laughs) and (laughs) a few people. And moreover, I don't want it to stop me from being who I'm called to be. That's, that's so good. Wow. If Jesus can forgive the whole world, I can forgive a few people, man. Uh, this is uh, absolute gold. I want to recap our transformational truth uh, for this episode. Treat everyone you meet like the doorkeeper to your destiny, and eventually you'll be right. Wow. Dr. Hill helped us unpack some incredible truth today. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? Okay. Wow. Of course, we're on all social media platforms as Pastor Chris Hill or uh, Pastor Chris Hill on Facebook and Roar Chris Hill on Instagram. And then our website is the Roar Consulting Group. Uh, that's kind of Roar, RoarConsultingGroup.com is kind of the umbrella for all the different things that we do in the kingdom. And uh, we love, love, love uh, working with leaders, love working with churches, love working with NGOs and not-for-profits. Mm. Um to impact the world with the love of Jesus Christ. Fantastic. If you'd like to connect with Dr. Chris Hill, please check out the links that we've included in the show notes. And if transformational truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor, take a minute, go to Apple iTunes, rate the show, write us a quick review. I want to help you restore the joy to your life and to your leadership. Dr. Hill, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much. This has been such fun. 